Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all your sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports like the MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome to another edition of the podcast. Um, we're going to give everybody some more time to kind of, kind of take this all in, um, and realize what is kind of going on here. Um, defense again, let everybody down. I understand there was, there's some things that kind of came down in the final minutes of the game with the offense and the defense, but still want to focus on the defense um they're lost right now i i really do not know what is going on with with the team again uh letting up another 30 point game um now i mean you can't we couldn't stop the run and i get it when it's when it's the falcons you have four running backs in there that you don't you don't really know how they play you're not expecting them to and just keep throwing, throwing this at you, throwing uh, a lot of different whatever. You can make it up an excuse. Um, but with the Chargers, I mean, there's a lot of simple running that went on in that game with Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler has had one 100-yard game before this. The Chargers have had the worst run attack in the NFL before that game. And we let him get, what, 160-some yards? I don't even know what it was crazy number that I don't really want to look at. Um, it's just, it's, it's again, an issue with this defense where they cannot find the correct lanes. The defensive tackles are not doing their jobs. Linebackers look lost. The passing attack wasn't even a downfall again. I mean, you had a, a deep shot to Mike Williams. That was expected. It's a height difference. Denzel played his coverage perfectly and Mike Williams still makes a catch. Not much you can do about that. Um, I think, I don't know. What were your thoughts? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's, it's I, I, I say a lot of people want us to go to the defense and say it's the defense fault, but we did score 28 points through an interception in the four-yard line, missed two field goals. We should win that game. I mean, granted, Austin Eckler did run for 170 whatever yards, 60 or 70 whatever yards it was. Um, but at, at the same time, 
when you when you're scheming against this offense because they're they were the worst passing I mean worst rushing offense in the league but they were the number one passing offense in the league what are you going to pay attention to I mean you're not gonna let your goal is to try to stop them from passing all over you and I think they did a good job of that for the for the most part I mean obviously there was going to be some plays they were very good in in running mixed uh, misdirection screens and, and and things like that at the at the perfect time they would call it I mean just because they were taking advantage of the the Browns aggressiveness I, and I and I think when we're talking about uh Austin Eckler and all the rushing yards he had you you had Miles come back. You had Jadavion come back. They're playing defensive end. Those guys are trying to get to the quarterback, especially when we're talking about we got to get him on the ground. We got to get him off his off his mark because if he stands back there, he's going to torch us. Everybody knows that. Everybody in the league knows if you let him stand back there and throw the ball, he's going to torch him. So what do we do? We have these two very good defensive ends that are rushing upfield, trying to get around that edge and get to him. All he did was step up, step up and throw the ball. Why? Because there's no movement in the middle, in the interior. There's no movement in the interior. And so that made it hard also. And and, and it made it hard on the run game because they would do the same thing. They just run right up under it. Run, run, run right up, up under the defensive ends rush. There's no push in the middle. So it created lanes because Two guys are running up the field more than the other. And, the, and, and that's how I see it when I when I talk think about what transpired in that game. But once again, we left points on the field. We left, we we left what close to 13 points on the field. But if if we just if we don't even score a touchdown in a seven, we can say we left nine points on the field. That's a victory. And so I mean I I, I don't it's, it's kind of hard because my my whole thing is when I talk about when I think of this team and and what they're doing they're playing good enough offense in the beginning of the game to win games they're playing good enough defense in the beginning of games to win games they're not finishing for some unknown reason and 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 when they're not finishing both on offense and defense it seems to be the same mistakes every week so you can play a whole game with this game plan but as soon as it gets tight now nobody knows what they're doing i don't understand that that's not coaching to me Mm -hmm. to me that's not coaching that's not understanding the moment as a player and not and and not being able to be successful in that moment because i mean who cares what happens if it's a close game, who clears what happens for the, the first first three quarters? You got to be able to finish, and that's what we're not doing. We're not. We're making these 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 dumb mistakes at the end of the game, and that's and that's creating a problem. So it it actually to me it actually looks worse than it is. Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, it, I have a stat pulled up right here. Cleveland Browns have scored one rushing touchdown and zero passing touchdowns in the final four minutes of the game uh, throughout these last couple games. When trailing with less than four minutes left to play, Jacoby Brissett is five for 11 uh, for 46 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, and a QB rating of 17.8. 
Um, and like you said, I don't necessarily think it's a coaching issue, uh, but I sometimes think the play calling seems a little flustered. Uh, it, it seems like they're doing a lot of tempo. You, you pick up the tempo and you're trying to get those quick reads. And these receivers are not obviously meant for uh, just these kind of like, okay. The, the system is get the ball out quickly, short passes equals efficiency. I get it. Um, but like, there's no real player that if I were a quarterback, I have the confidence in besides Amari Cooper to say, all right, we're in a pinch situation. I'll get the ball out to you on the sideline. You're going to go out and make a play. We're going to do the same thing again. Um, uh, just this time on this side of the field with a different receiver, we're going to go do that and just move the ball down the field a little bit um, within a tight, tight time frame. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones has shown that he has a nice catch radius. Sure. But we have not given him the targets in the late games, high efficiency targets in the late games to be successful. So when we do need to walk into that position, he's not ready for it. Uh, we have David Bell, who is not being targeted enough. We talked about that multiple times throughout this season. He's not being targeted enough. So why rely on him the late games when it really matters? You can't. Anthony Schwartz can't do it. Amari Cooper, you can do it, but they're going to be all over him. So you look in the final couple of minutes of that game, Jacoby is immediately looking at the sideline. Nothing there instantly throws it away. That's a wasted down. I think they ran the ball. They ran the ball once. I was I was just about to say, you know why it's a wasted down because we're not running the ball. Yep, you don't run the, run the ball. ball. These situations that you're talking about are not necessary if we run the ball, mm-hmm. right? A lot of times, and 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 of of course, of course, you, you need to pass the ball from time to time because they're not just going to let you. Well. I shouldn't say they're not going to let you just run all the time because people have not stopped us. So I guess they are going to let us run all the time. We just stop ourselves. And and Nick Chubb and Kareem and the, and the offensive line, they're able to road grade anybody, road grade anyone, if we continue to do it. It's not that they're not carrying the ball enough to me, which I think they should carry it more. It's when they do it. Into the second quarter. We're down at the goal line. What do we do? We pass the damn ball three times. We get saved by a, a roughing the passer. Then after we get that roughing the passer penalty, what do we do? We hand it off. Yep. So for me, it's not about uh, these guys either can do it and can't get open or can get open because I feel like if you if you call the right plays, you can get everybody open. If they know what they're doing, I think it's the it's the, the inopportune times when we're forced to do it. We're we're we're, we're putting ourselves in a position where we're having to make these plays where they have to where they have to get open, where they have to beat the guy, and we expect them to do it. But so does the defense. If we if we come out there and say, okay, first down, we we run the ball uh, based on stats, we're gonna get five yards. Based on Nick stats and, and Kareem stats, we're going to get five yards. At least, right? So, but no, we come out and throw on first down. So what does the defense say? Okay, they're going to run this down just to get make it a third and short or what have you. And they do. Then you have to pass again because they know. Run the damn ball. 
it's okay. Fourth and one. I was Jacoby 100% on fourth and ones this year. Quarterback sneak. What do we do? We turn and hand it to the Kareem running sideways. What are we doing? Yeah. We're, we're helping the defense out. That's where I have the problem. Because it's not the passing game where I really have the problem. It's not running when we're supposed to or when we need to, whether they know it or not. That's the problem I have because you have the best running back tandem in the league and the best running back in the league if you want to just make it a single man. And we don't take advantage of it. What is it? What are we like 2-0 when he carries over 20 times? And 0-3 when he doesn't? Yeah. You do the math. Analytics should know this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Analytics yeah. should know this. But I guess I guess in this case it doesn't matter because we want to do it opposite of what defenses think we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. And uh if you recall on that fourth and one that you were talking about where we we ran the ball outside, um they said they they had a play in mind. It was the run, they called a timeout. They ran the run again. So they were not – I I do not understand why you are switching up that play in that instance. Like you said, Jacoby is 100% on QB sneaks as a Cleveland Brown. And in total throughout his entire career, I think he's only missed one or two. He got stuffed one or, one or two times, and that's it. And that's out of like 37 attempts. He is good at it. Do it again. <laughs> and I – and Kareem goes back four yards – so there's, they knew what was going to happen. And why can we not just play to our strengths? And you, the analytics, like I keep saying, is going to kill us eventually because Stefanski is stubborn. And if he sees something, he'll be like, well, we can't run that. So let's do it this way. It doesn't work. It does not work. So I think the whole fire Stefanski thing, let's calm down with that a little bit because that, oh, yeah, definitely calm down with that. Yeah. That is blowing it out of proportion right now. He is not the best play caller in the crucial moments. However, he is a smart coach and and knows how to keep the offense efficient and doesn't, you know, overdo things. And that is exactly what we need with a young offense that is trying to figure it out and get in a stable position a couple weeks down the line. Um and, and wait for Watson to get back, and then we could go crazy. Hey, hey what, what I wouldn't be opposed of is him giving up the play calling duties. Mm-hmm. I would not be opposed to that. I want him to do that because it's hard to manage a football team and, and think out every situation and all that kind of stuff and still be able to call plays because when you're the head coach and offense coordinator, your relationship is different with the players. Mm. So how do you decipher which one you are when you're talking to players? It's different. You think those guys in, in New England talk to at that on that particular day? No, they nope. do not. So you, you have to manage a team, not manage the plays. And I think if we do that, we'll, we could be in a better situation. And I'm not saying he can't coach or call plays. I'm just saying just managing the whole situation. That's we have to take care of that. We take care of that. Let someone else call the plays, we'll be all right. And like I said, I think he's a he's a he's a good coach, a good play caller. That's why they hired him because he could call plays. But he never called plays to the level where he's gotten to the Super Bowl. 
right? And I mean, and how many coaches, how many head coaches actually call plays? How many do that? We know McVay. We know uh, Kingsbury. Kingsbury. We know who else? Uh, Staley does, I believe. Staley, uh, McDaniel. Mm. Both McDaniels, right? Now, who's one doing it? We only got one of that group. McVay. Yeah. We only have one. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do. No, not many people can do it. So, I mean, I I, I would like to see that change. I, I doubt it'll ever happen, but I would like. To, I think it takes a lot of stress. It leaves a lot of stress for a, a head coach. Yeah, and I, I I I don't like the thing around the league where you're a defensive-minded head coach, you're a offensive-minded head coach. I think that takes away from from the team. Um, <clears throat> and you obviously see the offense is doing fantastic. Defense is left out to dry. And I I, I don't know. Do you think that Stefanski is kind of still in his offensive coordinator phase like he was in, in the Vikings where he's, okay, I'm going to take control of this. I know my guys on defense have it. Leave them be. Let them do their thing. I'm going to spend my time with the offense and make sure they have it down. I 100% think that's the that's that's the issue, and so and so that's what I'm talking about in managing the team, you know, because you got to manage on and off the field. And so I'm not one, but you but you hear people talking about fire Joe Woods, fire Joe Woods. If if people are talking about that, it's for a reason. So they hear it also, right? If that's the case, the fans need to be saying, and they're buddies. You need to change this. You need to change this because this is what's happening. We're getting beat because of this, this, and this. He, I don't know, and I don't know that he's not doing it, but he needs to be like, let's go. Do this, this, this. Let's see some changes. Or else I'm going to have to fire you. Mm-hmm. That, that's Those are things. He need to say the same thing to Prefer. Yep. We need to make some damn field goals and get some return yardage or I'm going to have to fire you. That's what head coaches do. Yeah. And I think like I've, I've said this a couple of times, um, the, the buddy buddy thing sometimes doesn't work. And I, I still truly believe this, that if like Stefanski would should have shut down Baker as soon as he got that injury and you can sit there and say, I trust him. He's the one that knows what's going on with his body. That is an injury that Jalen Ramsey said he deals with. He suffered an injury like that in college and he still deals with his, you know, shoulder popping out sometimes even like somebody else said it, when I go to sleep, I roll over, my shoulder pops out. That is a lingering injury and you have to get that treated, sit him out, take control of the situation, and then you can do whatever you want to do with the offense and, and tweak it how you, how you like. Stefanski needs to get a voice and, and be vocal. And I, I, I made a post that was talking about how uh, Jimmy Haslam just, he wants his team to win. He, he was frustrated when he walked off the field and Cade York missed that kick. And people are like, well, why doesn't, uh, why doesn't Haslam step in and, and make a decision and start firing Joe Woods and, and make different decisions. 
he can't because he hires these people like Andrew Barry, like Kevin Stefanski, who are supposed to step in and have a voice and have control over the staff, which Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski have a vision of what they want to do. So they're going to control that vision. Jimmy Haslam is going to step back and say, all right, you guys do it. I trust you. Go ahead. They're not going to step in and wreck it like Jerry Jones does with the Cowboys sometimes. Can't have it happen. So there is a lot of accountability that is just not there somewhere else. And it falls on the players. It can't fall on the players. Coaches need to step in and, and make some changes. They do. Because we all know we got to get better. <laughs> Every week. <laughs> At some point, we just got to go do it. Because getting this, this getting better thing is not working. I'm 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 sick of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, we gotta, you're not telling us a secret. We know you got to get better, as play callers, as players. Everybody has to get better. We know that. That's something we know. Go do. What are you gonna do about it? How are you going to get better? Tell us that. Mm-hmm. Tell us how you're gonna do get better. Tell us what you're gonna do to get us better. And then let us see that happen. Mm-hmm. But nobody, nobody in Cleveland or around this country, whoever watches the Brown, nobody wants to hear, we're gonna, we got to get better. Nobody wants to hear that. I'm sick of hearing it. Mm-hmm. And we've heard we lose, that. We got to get better. Everybody knows that. Yeah. We've heard that for years. It's We're going to go look at it. We're going to watch the tape. It's my bad. Same thing happens next week. We know damn well it's your bad. (laughs) (laughs) You're not telling us a secret. Mm -hmm. Make the people feel good about it in a losing situation, in games that you shouldn't have lost. I don't want to hear that damn, I got to get better. We got to get better. In games you should have won. You could have won easily. We just, it's, it's... I don't know, man. It's, it's getting, it's starting to wear on me. <laughs> starting to wear on everybody. I, I, I know, but I, I, I've never felt like this before. <laughs> <laughs> I've never felt like this before, so it's starting to wear on me. I've never felt like this before, and not being a player. Yeah. So I've, been, I've been a player and felt like this, but I've never not been a player and felt like this. It's starting to wear on me. I see what these fans have, have been feeling for years. I don't like this feeling because it, it doesn't have to be like this. And in, in, in years past, it's been some years where they just weren't good, regardless of who the coach was. They weren't good. They didn't have good players. So, I mean, so everybody wants a winner, but the expectations aren't really there. But this team, you got very good players. And we're losing the teams that are terrible. I'm going to say, yes, terrible. We should not be losing to those teams. I don't, what I always say in the beginning, you got to beat everybody you're supposed to and win a, game, a couple games you're not supposed to. Well, we didn't check one box. We ain't beat everybody we're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Now we're making it rough. But we're going to get better. We will maybe <laughs> get better. Um, <laughs> so uh, Browns just just look at that game and 
you have the missed kicks, you have the the errors um, in in the last couple of minutes of the game constantly. And they finally had enough. After the game, they go out and make a trade for uh, former Pro Bowl linebacker Deion Jones from the Atlanta Falcons. Got him for <clears throat> what was it, a seventh round pick? Uh, yeah, something like that. An absolute steal of of a trade. Um, but he's and- still on IR, right? Yes, I do believe he is still on IR, but they did say he's expected to be back at some point. May not be this week, but um, he'll be ready to go soon. Uh, I mean, that was just a fantastic trade. I think Browns fans have had their eye on him for the last year or two. Um, just just a guy who knows how to how to read read the quarterback's eyes really well. Um, great in pass coverage, good in in run stopping, and even though last year's tape wasn't fantastic in the run block uh, stopping department he still kind of made an impact and he's known for making an impact there. So losing Anthony Walker, the issues with Jacob Phillips, I think this was a really good move and he will be our Anthony Walker for the remainder of this year. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, that I, I like the fact that the way we've been getting gassed the last two weeks with the run that you, you go get a, a pro bowl type linebacker. I mean, like you said, we don't know when he's going to play. should be soon, but we don't know, but we, we know that he will be out there. So we just got to maintain. I think moving, looking at this game coming, it might be one of those games like New England had against Buffalo. Bill might pass it three times. He has tape from back-to-back weeks where he's seen us get gals for 200 plus. He's going to be telling everybody as a head coach, run the ball. Mm-hmm. It's third and 10, coach, run the ball. He's gonna tell him, that's what he's gonna do because he's that's what he's gonna do and so you know when when you think about uh, games like that and coaches like that who don't worry about analytics or coaching what's happening is you need someone like Deion Jones because it's, it's it's people like him who can who'll be able to read read the run he'll be able to attack it he will attack it we've seen him attack it so got him to the Pro Bowl making a lot of tackles and everything so we know that I think. Um, it may just have been a little too much for Jacob Phillips to be the, the signal caller and all that and go out there and play. Because, I mean, he's young, so trying to get everybody in the right position and realize what's going on uh, from your standpoint, that's hard. And so it might have been too too much. And like you said, it might be out of position. Can move him around because he doesn't have to do that anymore when, whenever uh, Deion Jones comes and plays. So, you know, that's it's something to look forward to. I mean, but as, as of right now, at this rate, people are going to just keep trying to run the ball on us. Mm-hmm. And so we, we got we to gotta do something in that interior for sure. We still got we got to do something. And that, that's why I say I still think that Indomitian suit thing would be just fine. Well, uh, before we jumped on this podcast, we signed Deion Jones' former teammate, Tyler Davidson. Oh, that's right. Nose tackle, yep. So right. he is a guy who – we hear the term like big guys move big guys like we heard that with Andrew Billings and we know how that ended but I think Tyler Davidson is truly a guy who knows how to work the offensive line um and he just uses his leverage to like a a really to really boost that uh run blocking department so I think that that was a really good move and it's not the Nadavikin Sue thing it's it's not Sheldon Richardson but yeah, he's a guy that we can kind of put on the practice squad. We can elevate him week to week. 
um, see kind of how he does. If he doesn't pan out, we can, I, I partially think that was the reason why we put him on the practice squad is if he doesn't work out, cut him, bring in somebody else. Um, we could see Nadamakan Sue at some point. Uh, maybe, maybe Sheldon Richardson reunion. I would hope that's kind of who I'm banking on. Um, but I think that was another good move. Uh, you just kind of have to move guys in and out, see what works. And I don't think Davidson's going to be a long-term guy, but it's definitely something that we can kind of play around with. And he is a nose tackle. This scheme is not necessarily built for, for nose tackles. Uh, so I don't think there's going to be a huge scheme shift in the middle of the season. However, if you want to kind of play around with the idea of a nose tackle going into next year, then, hey, I'm all for it. But I think that was a really good move. And again, we keep getting hammered in the interior, bolster up that interior as much as we can and and start to make some plays. Yeah. And yeah, with, with that being said, you, interior, we got to share it up. That's, that's, that's creating them gaps for everyone and putting everybody else on, in a bad position because everybody's trying to do other people's jobs. And that's, that's the problem. When you got people not doing their job, it forces other people to try to do their job as well as the next person's job. And then everybody's out of whack. Mm-hmm. If we get this interior shirt up, I, I, th- I think we'll be all right. I mean, we just we just have to get it shored up. And, and like I said, this is going to be a test coming this week because he's a he's a coach's coach. And 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 it's all about situations, and that's why Belichick changed his game plan from week to week because yep. he's about coaching and using his advantage to beat any team. And they're not as bad as people think. They're they're, they're not that they're not that bad. They they can they play good football because they're well coached, and so we have to be ready. We have to be ready for situational football. Mm-hmm. Can't think we're just gonna roll in there and win because. Apparently, when we do think that, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> right? We got we got to go out there and, and play good football to beat this team because they're well coached. And 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 and, and I'm not saying and I think we can win. I, the last two games we we lost, I thought we were going to win. I actually thought we were going to beat them by two scores. We we just haven't done it. And so I I, I feel like. This game, Bill, Bill will try to play the game and, and keep it close and, and see who flinches. Because looking at what we've done in the, at the end of games, chances are we'll flinch. All right, and so that, and that's how Bill's going to coach it. So we got to get to this, get in this game, go in there, run the football, make plays in, in the passing game, stop them from running the football. And 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 stop them from making plays plays in passing game. Keep them off the field. You can't, can't lose to Zappy. I mean, you can, but we shouldn't. We shouldn't, right? Yeah. So that's so it's, it's going to be one of them tough games if we make it tough. That's the problem. These all these games are tough because we make them tough. Mm-hmm. And yep. then you give it, you give a team. Then they have confidence. Oh, yeah, we can beat these dudes. That's, they do. Well, the mentality game is a dangerous game in the NFL. Um, but luckily, and the Patriots are missing one of their running backs, Damian Harris. He's already been ruled out for that game. Uh, that kind of takes away the uh, a, a, honestly pretty good running back tandem that they have in in New England. Uh, but Ramon J. Stevenson is is just kind of a bowling ball. He can he can run you over. He's 
pretty fast. Um, and he kind of emerged as a really, really solid starting running back. So if and we get him on the goal line, I think Bill is really shifty on the goal line. They're going to use Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, Ramondre, of the three fullbacks. We don't know what's going to happen, but the red zone has been something that our defense has struggled with. Um, Denzel Ward has gotten beat twice outside on the exact same play, which is absolutely infuriating. And I know that's a scheme issue. There's nothing he can do about it, but it is the most infuriating thing. And if I see that happen one more time, I might lose my mind. So we're going to pray <laughs> that Joe Woods can figure this out. We're going to pray that we can make some adjustments and get away from the we have to get better thing um, and actually get better this week. Man, you cannot say that's Joe Woods. You can't. I mean, I'm, I, I guess, I mean, you can call some coverages, but if if you're up there, if you're supposed to be the best, stop the best. No, and see, I get it because- It doesn't matter what they, it doesn't matter what they call in, in LA. Jalen Ramsey is going to do that his thing. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. He could be out of, he could have called cover three, what have you. If that dude is in front of him, he's going to be right there. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I know. I get it. And I've, I've watched the, the all 22 a little bit and you can see Denzel doesn't want to go head head to head with some of these running backs. He's going to let him, he's going to get his, his body right aligned, right. And then kind of go at him from the side and, take their legs out from under him, but he doesn't want to meet him head on. So that's the issue in the red zone is if you don't want somebody that's not going to meet somebody head on, you're not going to prevent the, prevent the touchdown. So it's a scheme issue. It's a Denzel issue. Who cares? Um, it needs to be fixed. And that's kind of all that we can, we can hope for. I mean, this, this, this is football. Mm-hmm. Last I heard this is football. The chance of you running into someone into someone are great. So if he don't want that, then you need to get his ass off the field. Yep. This is football. This ain't even real football like it used to be. Mm-hmm. But it's still football. There's going to be some collisions. And and I'm glad you brought that up because there was too many damn missed tackles the other day. Oh, my goodness. And, and that's not a Joe Woods thing. Yep. That's I don't want to tackle. That's I don't want to stick my head in there. That's I'm making a business decision. That's not Joe Woods. Mm. And they were just running through these little arm tackles or these little shoulders that they were trying to give guys. Mm. That's not a coach thing. I agree. And I gave Jacob Phillips some stuff for not reading uh, the right holes and doing all that kind of stuff in the run department. But Sione Taki Taki, I he has, he missed so many tackles that game. That was absolutely unbearable. So with the addition of Deion Jones, I am thankful that we can move Jacob Phillips to that outside linebacker spot and get Sione off of there, move him to special teams, and maybe he'll start to make a difference there. But the Browns defense has been credited with 46 missed tackles already. 46 missed tackles. And that is the fifth highest through week five. So and a coaching thing. Who, That's not a coaching it's thing. not a coaching thing it's not a coaching thing. It's not it is a coaching textbook thing. pop warner stuff right where you go in there and you make a tackle um so it's it's mental lapses it's it's everything right now please give joe woods a break i think that he is doing what he can when you have players that are not giving maximum effort it is difficult to 
to be successful but he does deserve some blame at times so just spread that out evenly and then we will make our uh decision towards the end of the year i don't think a coaching change is going to be made in the middle of the season it makes no sense john johnson said it was hard enough to learn joe wood's scheme at the beginning of the season when you know he first got here with woods they're not going to switch it up um so give it some time and maybe we'll have an answer at the end of the year we don't have much time these we just gotta get better now no serious business i think uh, i think they just gotta go play cleveland browns football mm-hmm. get to the quarterback on defense don't bust any coverages and 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 hold them hold them down. Offense, run the ball when you're supposed to. We don't need to be throwing 35 and 34 times. I think that's what it's been the last two weeks. 35 and 34. Yep. We don't need that. Mm-hmm. We need to be running that. Mm-hmm. Run that. We could be successful. That's a recipe for success. Run the damn football and stop the run. That means you're con- con- controlling the line of scrimmage on both sides. We have yet to do it on both sides at the, in the same game. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's uh, so much that we can ask for. So little time, so little answers. We're going to win this game, though. We're going to win. I do. It's going to be frustrating how we do it, but we're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say anything. I last couple of times I said that we lost. So who knows? I mean, if you're a superstitious person, stop doing what you were doing and and thinking we're going to win and change it up this week. Maybe something different will happen. And that might be your new thing. Who knows? But anyway, go Browns, go Guardians. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys for joining. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.